Hello, and welcome back to, I will name this podcast later because I am not interested in actually coming up with a name, because that's not the point of this. In the last episode of this audio experience podcast, whatever you would like to call it, I, I was talking to myself about my first year of university and starting on that chapter in my life. I now want to move on to my second year. I moved into a university house which was outside of campus and it was by what we called the back gate which is basically the the rear side of uni. Really, really nice house. Probably one of the best in Egham, in, in my personal opinion. This is contrary to what other people will think but I thought it was pretty cool and a pretty nice kind of communal space. It was damn expensive though, and one of the things I didn't realise was how expensive it would be and what that meant. It's the university second year started well, but then again it always does, because you're still kind of, at least I was, I was still bought into that hype culture, into that, not hype culture, but into the culture of university. I knew how fun it could be if you drunk a lot so I drank a lot one of the things that I should have realised in the first term which I didn't was that and I mentioned it in the last one in, in the last episode was that some form of physical exercise I didn't start gym straight away and I didn't keep it up over the summer so I was kind of starting from scratch not starting from scratch but starting from a point which I didn't need to have started from again and so you kind of have to go get over that first week hump of your body aching and just not wanting to move and just dying even though you know you've got to go out and do things my my first term wasn't wasn't anything special it was it was just kind of readjusting to uni life again after moving back from home over the summer but one thing that did stand out was I this was the first point I started finding the course significantly hard I didn't say anything it was probably around November or October time and I didn't say anything just it's in the back of the mind back of my mind same as the fact I, I knew uni wasn't really for me I'd pushed it to the back of my mind Moving on to the second term, this was kind of quite a pivotal point. By 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 January, December time, I had come to the decision of I 100% knew that uni, university wasn't for me, but I didn't act on it. My ego got in the way and I didn't act on it. I thought that this would just be a blip and I didn't trust my gut and talk to someone. I, oh, oh, my emotions, my my emotions were, I knew that something was wrong. I knew I was doing something that I didn't like and was just sticking with it because the short term was a lot better than what the long term potential looked like in terms of the hassle of dropping out and the stigma around it. And my pride got in the way. My pride got in the way of that, 
and it was the wrong decision at that point in time and I should have I should have spoken up I should have talked to someone about it but I just felt that it was a blip I'd get over it so what I did is I doubled down on two more years of uni, uni that deep deep down I knew I wouldn't enjoy I also realised at that point that I didn't like going back home because I felt that home was too slow. I felt that home wasn't moving fast enough for me and I was I was kind of left out when really I should have looked at it as I get to spend time with my family, I get to slow down slightly. I get to I get to look at I get to get out of this jet stream that is university culture and reevaluate where I am at, at that point in time and reevaluate where I want to be at the end of the year or at the end of the university or at the end of that day, for instance. And so I kind of didn't really like coming home and you could see, I could see it with my mum my and dad and they noticed it actually that I didn't like coming home. I didn't like being around them at home, which is not something that should ever happen. It's not something that that should have ever happened to me at all. I felt as if I I didn't actually feel as if I was moving away from them, but now in hindsight, I definitely I can definitely look back and say, Viraj, you were you were distancing yourself. Subconsciously dis- distancing yourself. It was around the same time that the shisha sessions with my mates Phil and Mina started to really ramp up because it was, I realised that I like to talk about, I like to have an outlet to talk about things and put the world to rights and discuss some some really wild topics and we used to go to the lounge that was near our university and we'd sit there of an evening from about 7 to maybe about 11 and just talk. She should talk, she should talk. And it was amazing. It was such an amazing outlet. And what that meant was I kind of had a, re- I had a release, but it wasn't the right type of release. It should have been in combination with something. Definitely something that I should have realised a lot earlier on. My third term, in hindsight, was the start of a disastrous year. I previously touched on the topic of my socials and social media in general, and not only was I so heavily invested in it, as I said before, like... 12 hours and 10 of those hours would have been on social media just scrolling endless scrolling like I said but I started to remove myself from university life slowly and this is partly because of what I said about being bait or and not that not sitting too well with me subconsciously but I started hiding behind a screen I started hiding behind a text or a video call and I wasn't ever really there in person Unless it was a shisha, shisha or, or whatnot. So 
And that just isn't me. It's not something that I wanted to be. That's not something that I've ever considered myself to be, like hide behind a text or hide behind a screen. But looking back, that's what it really was. And that's what it had really come to. And my mates from home would organise meetups and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't rock up. I think that was partly because I was afraid, partly, partly because I didn't know... I was starting to realise I didn't know who I was and I was so looking forward to finishing that summer and just getting to we have a summer ball and just the drinking at summer ball and I actually ended up getting caught up with a girl and like I said I want to talk about that another time but I thought it was relevant to mention here for you My, my my summer came round and I realised that I wasn't in a good place. I had broken up with this girl and I had a mini midlife crisis and I bought a convertible. But I didn't have anyone to sit with me in the passenger seat, which was really interesting. It was also the start of my mental health problems and issues which I am going to talk about as openly as I possibly can in depth so that I can understand fully what I was going through and have it a, have a recording of it so that I can play it back to myself and start understanding at what points this happened, this happened, this happened. I, it's all up in my head, but it needs to be spoken. So that is definitely something that I'm going to, to talk about. But but most of all, I'd lost my purpose. I'd lost my purpose in life. And, I, and my dad was very, at that point in time, he was heavily into purpose. He was working for a company. He's working for a company that's heavily into purpose. So being, being bombarded with purpose questions about what's your purpose, what's your purpose... I, I didn't know what to do. I I didn't want to do economics and I hadn't told them. I hadn't told my parents or anyone for that matter. I didn't know who I was and who and what I was becoming. I didn't know that this was going to lead me down a path of just pure darkness. And I didn't know what to do. But again, I hid behind the screen, behind the text. I put on this facade and that's one thing I've noticed in the past is I'd become very two-faced I've become very good at putting up this kind of facade of hey Viraj is a happy-go-lucky guy he's he's this great individual we all know he doesn't get down I just got so good at putting on the act that and so good at not thinking about the rest of it, that it kind of just boiled and boiled and stewed and stewed and stewed until it became this monster that that I'll talk about. And that was, that, that, that's the culmination of my second year. It hit that point. Before I got to third year, it hit that point of, well, it hit the boiling point and I just exploded. Some of the takeaways from my second year would be I was talking to someone today and they said that you you were right in saying that you a, a physical type of outlet is, is useful, but also in a creative type of outlet. 
And that's one thing I didn't have in my second year. I didn't have a creative outlet. I enjoy photography. If you look at my Instagram, it's, um, it's full of photos of, of me. <laughs> and there are some, some landscape or some portrait photos. But I enjoy photography. I enjoy, I enjoy the fun of it. I enjoy the, the kind of getting into positions, working for a photo. But it was something that I never really took up properly. Or I didn't make time for because I didn't value it then. It wasn't my priority and it should have been a priority because I didn't realise how useful it is for me. Another takeaway would be that this ego of mine that I thought I didn't have or thought didn't affect me played a massive part in fucking me up. And if anyone is in that position of saying no or going against their gut, I highly recommend you speak to someone, whether it be your parent, your friend, um, maybe your brother, your sister, if, if you have that type of relationship, or fuck it, you can just call me. I, 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 I went with my ego and it was just the wrong decision. I had the opportunity to, to analyze where I wanted to go and have, have a realization of, of who I wanted to be. And I just pushed it to the side, thought that that was the wrong decision to make and had to go on this journey. I had the opportunity to work on myself and I didn't again in second year. I should have, I should have joined societies. I should have done something else, but no, I just stayed cooped up in my room and ended up watching movies. So my second year was, as I said, it was the, it was the end of my second year was the melting point. It was the, not the melting point, the boiling point of what was to come in third year. Second year, nothing really happened majorly, but it was the, the pushing the emotions aside. It was the not thinking of, you are human, you are, you are normal like everyone else. You do, these emotions do affect you not thinking that you're a superhero, you're a superman or, or whatnot, and trying to push them aside and think that you're going to be all right. No, mate, you are going to react to them just at a late... It's going to come out in your skin, it's going to come out in your behaviour, and it's going to come out in what I'll talk about, uh, in, in your health. It's, it's a really, really hard thing to discuss and getting yourself to a point to, to openly talk about this stuff. And I'm trying to do this in a way that's as raw as possible and start that dialogue. And like I said, have this dialogue with myself. And it is hard. It is really hard. It's the hardest part. Well, it's the second hardest part. The hardest part is starting. But that's my second year in a nutshell. I think one of the biggest upsize to my second year was buying my first car I think as a petrol head it was the thing that brought me the most joy because it's it's just a re it was it was it was a release it was really a release it was a sensory overload my car because it has no power it has no it has very little power steering it's got no traction control it's kind of you've got to focus when you're driving it it's you can't half-heartedly drive it because it will kill you potentially 
if you, well, if someone hits you, you're dead. And it's got some really great red leather seats. <laughs> and that's the reason why we bought it. I I love that thing. And if it does have to go, I will be sad, but it played a part in my life and I've enjoyed its company. Is there anything more about my second year? I think I also realised it was... I realised a point in my second year that... I wanted to reduce the, the amount of people I kind of chilled with. But I took that to an extreme in not chilling with anyone, bar a couple of people. And, but at the same time, I wanted to talk to people. So I was conflicted in my head and what I was doing. And I was trying to develop relationships over a phone when really I should have been developing them in person. And, I was just so messed up. I, it was this just it was just a collapse. It was the the collapse of me generally. And I should have started speaking or I should have started doing this or I should have started writing it down and documenting it so I realize what I was doing. It really fucked me up, man. Uni second year was it was it was so insignificant and so significant. Because it set, it set it up for third year and set myself up for failure. Another thing that I enjoyed about second year was definitely this t-shirt because it, it, it provided that outlet. It provided me the ability to talk about things that like, put the world to rights. What, what I thought about certain topics and my opinions. and don't know, I never really felt I could do that in certain environments but somehow he put me down with a shisha and stick me in a lounge and somehow it all comes out it's really weird on to the on to the ending part of, of this audio well actually no before I get that purpose I want to talk about purpose because that really messed me up a little bit as well I didn't know what my purpose was and I was being bombarded with questions surrounding what I wanted to do next and in my second year about what happened after uni and I started getting afraid. That was the start of me getting afraid of that question, what do you want to do next? And I know now that I shouldn't be, but I started to avoid that question kind of. I started to use a, a script that I'd written in my head and that played out more in third year, and I'll get onto that. But I start, I started to 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 kind of memorize a script about what I would say when someone asked me that question. I would reel it off, so I could avoid thinking about what a really I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. Onto the ending part of this audio. Inspirational people. One person that inspires me is my brother. My brother, Samir, Samuel, his pet name is Samuel, has the ability to always smile. 
somehow he is so internally happy, not externally happy, but internally happy, that he's on a constant high. He also runs on what, as a family, we like to call Duracell lifetime batteries because he never shuts off. He never shuts down. He has this ability to be constantly happy and high off life and somehow translate that into his everyday world but he moves at such a sluggish rate and i've always been like astounded that he's got so much energy but yet he moves so slowly he has become this person that doesn't give a fuck about what people think about him and what he does and i wish that i was anywhere close to being like that i'm on my way but he's got it down to almost a t and I respect him for that. As much as it does annoy me, I respect him for standing by his guns when he thinks he's right. So, I want to say thank you, someone, for constantly inspiring me every single day. I know you're however many thousand miles away, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to say I love you and I think you're awesome and... You, you you have some fun in London before you come out to India with us. I wanted to I wanted to to end this particular audio on the fact that if anyone if anyone does have any feedback or anyone does have any kind of uh, criticisms about this, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear potentially your experiences, and we can start a dialogue. I'd love to hear about 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 you and if you think this helps you because I know it's helping me. So for me, this is already a success. For me, I am already providing myself with the ability to document my life and document my sanity or insanity, so that further down the line, I can I can think straight. This is great. This is V signing off. Bon voyage. <laughs>